listening to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again. Real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. I'm Darlene Brock, and you know, I love history. I love looking back in time at you know, things women have accomplished at the strength that they have drawn on to make amazing impacts in their world. Do you only like women's history? Shall I say yes? No, but, that's and, uh, weird. Don't no, lie. You know what? I, I, it, that's what I've read mostly. Isn't mm. that funny? But it is. For some reason, it's like, if they can do it, I can do it. That's, wow, super inspiring. Good for you. Well, I'm Julie, and I am an admitted non-history buff, but I like to couch it as I like to live in the moment. Like, I legitimately don't really care for the past or the future. I'm all about right here, right now, baby. (laughs) That's true. But one of my life talents I have developed over the last three and a half years is figuring out ways to relate what's happening right now to an existing piece of content at the Grit and Grace Project. And that actually inspired what we're going to do today on the episode. I was reviewing our podcast archives, as I do from time to time, to kind of figure out what should we talk about next. And I came across several dozen episodes that I knew needed to be brought back to life, that our listeners maybe missed, or maybe you're new to the show and you haven't gotten a chance to hear them. And that just made me sad on the inside. Well, and I was a little terrified because I thought if we go way back in our original recording... We were probably horrible. Well, we weren't amazing. (laughs) We've gotten better, which isn't that just a life lesson for us all? Just keep trying, friends. (laughs) But going back and listening, I thought, you know what? These are really good. And there's one that you pitched to me that I went, yeah, that is what we're about anyway. And it was about strong women. And I listened to it, Julie, and I went, hey, we weren't so bad. And it was only episode 16. (laughs) Episode 16 was, What Makes a Woman Strong Might Surprise You. And honestly, I kind of love that title, which, whatever, I write the title, so there's that. <laughs> but <laughs> but I love it because it really is the heartbeat of Grit and Grace. And so we wanted to give you an opportunity to go back and listen to not just what Julie and Darlene believes makes a woman strong, but what we hope you will begin to believe is your true strength. So we're actually dropping right here, right now, the recording of episode 16, but stick around first, listen to it again, because I re-listened to it and felt like it inspired me. And then definitely hang to the end because we're going to come back and give some new thoughts that we've had since recording that a couple years ago. Okay, Dara, I have a confession, which you will not be surprised by. Okay. What is that, Julie? So whenever we sit down to podcast and maybe this will go away, but it's still fun and exciting. I usually take a selfie with our, you know, podcasting equipment. I know it's weird, but what happens in your office is your creepy little statue over there in the corner always ends up in my photo. And he's like photobombing me. He's creepy. He is not Julie. That is Albert, like an Albert Einstein. I know he's only four foot tall. Wait, that's Albert Einstein. That is Albert Einstein. Absolutely. Why have you never told me that? It feels less creepy if it's Albert Einstein. Exactly. And why I would have a four foot tall Albert Einstein in my office, I can't explain, but I just love him to death. Okay, well, maybe maybe I'm actually going to just roll over when we're done here, roll my chair over and like take a legit selfie with Albert now that I know who he is. I think you should. Anyway, welcome to this Grit and Grace Life podcast. I'm Julie Graham, obsessive selfie taker. And I'm Darlene Brock, and I have never taken a selfie ever. 
No. Ever. I've never taken one or never posted Neither. one? Neither. If you haven't taken one, how could you post it, Julie Graham? I mean, let's be real. I have taken a lot of selfies that yeah. I've not posted. <laughs> okay. I think it's very possible. You're just being silly yeah. right now. No, haven't done it. Mm. Don't even plan on it. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to bring this side of you out. No. No, yeah. I, no I'm probably no. not going to. Yeah. Well, today on the podcast, we are going to be unpacking something that's super important to us. In fact, our byline for this podcast is about a woman's strength. So this Grit and Grace Life podcast is a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. We wanted to really unpack today what we think a strong woman truly is. And so because we are this Grit and Grace Life um, hosted by the Grit and Grace Project, something tells me that Grit and Grace are part of that. You think? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> Julie. They are. Um, and, you know, we have our de- definition of it, what we believe they are. So we're going to we're gonna tell you again. If you haven't heard it yet, you are now and probably will another time or two. But grit determines that life challenges will not defeat or define you. Doesn't matter what it is. It's not going to defeat you. It's not going to define you. And grace gives kindness to ourselves and others, even when it's hard. Maybe especially when it's hard. Maybe yeah, we should yeah. have that. <laughs> and I think even um, just, I just love the way that we've kind of defined that, putting ourselves in there first, because that's so counter, especially the way women as nurturers think. We think it always has to be about somebody else, but the strength of a woman is that she can give grace to herself, which really allows her to give grace to others. It so, does. It's kind that. of almost the beginning of our strength some days. If we're saying that we are out to redefine a woman's strength in her grit and grace, we can't just say those phrases. We have to really kind of, you know, put some meat behind it. We have to draw it out. We have to give um, some context of what that actually looks like in a woman that we would say is strong. So what, what are some things that we think make a strong woman? I think the top line, and this has to do with grace for yourself, is knowing you can't do it all. Julie, you can't do it all, I, just in case you wonder. I keep trying and I keep relearning that I literally cannot do it all. No, you can't. And you have to decide what is important. Uh, what? Where am I in life? You know, am I, am I single and have a career? Am I married? Am I a single mom mm-hmm. and I have a full plate there? Am I, have I just gone through a divorce and I may not be emotionally ready? I, it, wherever you are in life, you decide what you can and can't do and recognize you cannot do it all. Mm-hmm. So there's, a, there's the ability in, in a woman of strength to prioritize, to, um, to choose what she's going to give herself to um, and, and make some hard choices in order to say yes to the things that truly matter. Yeah, and I don't think you do that once. I think you do it. It changes a lot. It does change. It's like every new season. Yeah. I know that one of the things um, when you and I first met and started talking about the concepts of grit and grace and w- things that are unique to women is that we have so many different life seasons. We do. So part of being a strong woman is actually giving yourself some grace to say, hey, I might start a new season every year <laughs> and I have to be okay <laughs> with that and I can reestablish my you know, priorities and then re-give myself to the things that I've decided today are what matters. Right. All right. So, uh, what's another mark of a strong woman? I, I feel like this, um, this almost speaks for itself, but we could try to unpack it a little bit more. Okay. A strong woman doesn't play games. Whoa. She says what she means. She does. Yeah. I mean, she should, <laughs> she should. Yeah, but it's true. I mean, we we're 
Oh, how can I say this? We're really good at game playing, should we allow ourselves. We're really good at not expressing exactly what we mean, but nuanced saying kind of what we might mean. And can we just call it what understand? it is? Manipulation. Okay. I mean, it's one of our talents, but that doesn't mean we should use it. Okay, but all right. I always argue this one too. Is is manipulation when you're trying to get your children to do something you know they need to do? That's persuasion. Okay, That's a good word. For all right, it. all right. So <laughs> we're saying there's a difference between these. There's a difference between um, doing it to a positive end. Or doing it just because you want to control the circumstances. Yeah, I mean, I think it's manipulation when it's making someone do something that benefits you. It's persuasion when you're helping someone realize something that will be good for them. Yeah. So there's honesty in this. There is honesty in your approach to life. So a strong woman also, she speaks her mind, but she's kind with her words. And she's also careful with her words. Ooh, I'm definitely uh, open (laughs) to some growth in this area. Yeah, Can she limit what she says? Yeah, it, it's funny because, you know, we, we say, oh, we're going to speak our mind. And sometimes I want to go, you know, Don't. it just <laughs> needs to stay there. <laughs> Please, honey, just leave it there. Your mind can just enjoy it. The rest of us don't need to share the, <laughs> share the process. Do you think that about me all the time? No. Admit I, it. <laughs> no, but you, you know, you are a, a verbal person, Julie. So true. You are, and that's a gift. It is a gift. But we do have to learn how when we speak our minds that we do it kindly and we do it with compassion and we know when not to. We know when to keep it to ourselves. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a significant difference because every woman can speak, yeah. but can she speak kindly, respectfully with compassion? Um, and does she know when not to? And, and here's one that you also put here. And I think this is really key to a grit and grace woman is she knows how to say the hard things with grace. Yes. And when we say, be careful speaking your mind, that does not mean you don't need to approach difficult scenarios, especially with people in your life that you love, that you have a vested interest in, that you, you know, you have a relationship with, and you know that they are uh, in need of some perspective that you might be able to offer, but you do it in such a way that you do it with grace and compassion and belief that they're either better than where they're going or they're more valuable than they're allowing themselves to be, that you do it in such a way that it can actually be heard. I'm literally, I just wrote down as you were saying that you're reminding me of an article that you probably won't remember that you wrote Yeah, because uh, I forget them <laughs> you, all. You do write them, you give us your words and then you move on to the next topic. It's actually pretty amazing. Um, but you actually wrote an article for the grit and grace project about how to, how and when to have those hard conversations. And so it's like we, a, a strong woman of grit and grace isn't going to avoid those conversations, but she's going to be careful and respectful and, um, apply that grit to have the conversation that needs to happen and season it with grace. Yeah. And you need, you need to know when to stop Mm -hmm. when your relationship is going to be jeopardized and it's much more important than the words you want to share. So speaking your mind, doing it with grace, knowing when to shut up and knowing when to say the hard things well. Yep. And these are all things that are learned over time. We don't wake up knowing them, right? Oh, are you kidding? Like grow up knowing them instantly. No, you don't. And you might process. walk away from a conversation going, uh, that one I should have kept my mouth shut yep, on. Yep, just believe. messed that one up. Yep. All right, a strong woman can be trusted. Let's talk that one out. Ah, worthy of trust. Um, how many times have we been betrayed by someone we thought we could trust and we confided in them something that was really 
important to us or hurtful. And then all of a sudden, kind of came back to bite us. Mm-hmm. I, I, as a woman aspiring to be strong, I don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. I want to be the one where if you tell me something, you know that's the end of the conversation, that it's it, it'll be held in my heart and in my prayers, no matter what it is. Yeah, so she, there's there's no hid, hidden agenda. She's not trying to get information from, from you to then use against you or use for her own benefit, but she's also willing to keep secrets. There's a, there's a confidant in this type of woman. Yeah, and if you're a strong woman, you know how to avoid the ones who aren't like that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yep. Well, there's also um, the element of a strong woman having um, a marked humility about her. Um, that, that it can you can think of humility as being weak at times, but there's actually um, you know a, a real true strength to being humble. Yeah, and I think it's not packaged in a way that you think. You know, Julie Graham, you walk in a room and you walk in a room with your six-inch heels, whether they're wedges or whatever they are, (laughs) and everyone knows you're there because you are a commanding personality. But I also know your humility. I also know your heart. So I think sometimes we look at other women who look like they have it all together and think they think highly of themselves when actually their hearts are very humble. And it's learning how to be that person and to, um, yeah, present it, but not in a, I'm, I'm humble, so I'm beat up, so I am, you know, yeah. I am kind of sorry when I walk in the room. Yeah, there's, the, that's, there's definitely an idea that in order to be humble, I have to almost put myself down. And there's, it's that somewhere in the middle where I recognize that I'm, you know, I'm unique and I'm talented and I'm gifted and God loves me and made me. And so I have purpose and I have value, but I'm learning and finding the balance and keeping that value where it belongs so that it can serve and bless others. Yeah. And it so. doesn't take very long for us to be humbled ourselves if we think too highly of oh ourselves. Oh my goodness. Yes. And I actually want to say, because you made it sound like I'm humble. So you you're sweet in saying that. And I know that this is actually something in this season that I'm wanting to keep tabs on. So I appreciate you saying that, but it's not something that you, uh, check on once. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, I got to check that one daily, you know, and, and, and there are going to be seasons of your life, you know, you become a brand new mom and you're like, Oh geez, I know nothing about humbling. Exactly. You get, you, it pretty quickly takes you back to where you began. You know, like you, you get a new job and you're so proud of yourself that you nailed that job interview. And then you show up for work the first day or week and you realize, wow, I literally know nothing about this role that 10 days ago, I was so confident and excited to start, you know, it's like, it's becoming humble in such a way that you, it's okay to start over in that humility process on the regular. It is. And I want to, I think I want to throw in the counter side of this is, um, a strong woman also believes in herself. You don't have to think, well, if I'm a strong, gracious, kind woman, then what I am is, well, everybody else is this, everybody else. You know, you believe in yourself, too. You believe that you are of value, like you said. Yeah, I mean, there's a confidence. There's, you know, beauty that comes from confidence. So the next one, this is a good one. We know we need other women, but we're capable of being friends with other women and not um, comparing ourselves to them. 
Yeah. Uh, I'd just like to say, see episode two, (laughs) um, that we actually literally unpacked the struggle with comparison, but yeah, there's this, you've seen kind of culturally the idea of I'm a strong woman and I'm, you know, I'm kind of my own thing and I don't, I can't do relationship with other women. I don't have time for that or whatever. And it's like, no, the strong woman is actually able to have relationship with other women. There's not that, you know, struggle for power and, you know, comparison getting in the way. Yeah. And not cutting the other women down just to build yourself up. Mm -hmm. This one makes me think of one of our articles. Um, Sheena Jeffers did, um, how and why you need to support other women. I'll be sure to link to that in the show notes. Um, because it is easy to become the kind of woman who's just like, you know what, because women can be catty and we can be dramatic that there's, you know, a temptation to say, I just, I don't have time for that. I'll just, you know, be, I'll avoid those types of relationships, but they really do make you stronger. They do. Yeah, we are strong. Women are strong in numbers, too. Oh, yes. Good point. Yeah. Squad goals. Um, what's... Ooh, so she, um, she doesn't cut others down. She's able to be friends with other women, but she has respect for herself. I'd love for you to unpack this a little bit more because I think this is something you're passionate about. I am passionate about it because I've seen so many women allow circumstances or people into their lives because they don't respect themselves enough. They put aside principles they had, or they put aside um, values that they placed upon themselves because of often a relationship and often a relationship with a man that she may be making compromises that she never would have made on pursuing what she feels her purpose is or compromising standards and morals in a relationship because of this person that's entered her life. We need to respect ourselves. We need to hold on to the principles and values that we started with. We also said that um, she gives herself to a relationship. So so we're kind of you're talking about relationships here. And so we'll just kind of continue that thought and in respecting yourself, it's giving yourself fully to another person, but also expecting the same from that person. Isn't that a funny thing? It's it's hard. It is hard because we, as women tend to be a little bit more relationally driven, um, maybe a little bit more nurturing. And so it's easy for us to be giving, 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 and maybe we forget that there should be giving from the other direction as well. Yeah, and it doesn't need to be equity on every day because some days it will require you to give a little bit more and sometimes it will require them to give a little bit more. But if you are in a relationship with a person where you're the only one doing the giving, you have lost respect for yourself and you have allowed them to take you from being a companion to more of a victim in their in the relationship. So don't go there, girls. Boom. I feel like we could end right there, but there's still so much more to say. (laughs) All right. So, okay. So we've said some kind of hallmarks of what a woman of strength looks like. Um, But how, how have we seen this in the lives of maybe women that you know of? Let me just, let me put an example to it. My father-in-law loved dearly. His mother, at 80 years of age, he asked me to go to her home where we were visiting her in Florida at the time and take pictures of her hands. Hmm. Now, again, she's 80 years old. So I tell Minnie Mom, that's what we all call her. Oh my gosh, how cute. Minnie Mom, because she raised some of the grandchildren. So her name was Minnie. She was mom. So we all end up calling her Minnie Mom. But Minnie Mom, I said, Minnie Mom, 
uh, Clarence wants me to take pictures of your hands. And she looked at me just like, are you out of your mind? (laughs) And said, what does he want with these nasty things? And, you know, they were 80-year-old hands. Mm -hmm. That's kind of happens. But I said, Minnie Mom, for him, they are the hands that took care of him. The hands that planted the garden to raise the crops. They were the hands that felt his fever on his forehead. They were the hands that tucked him in at night. They were the hands that raised a family of eight when there was no money. They were the hands that worked from morning till night. And for him, they were hands of a woman of strength, a woman that he would always his entire life admire, and he wanted pictures of her hands. So she conceded, and I took a whole photo frame of uh, pictures of her hands and and framed them for him, and that was one of his most treasured possessions. But that was not because they were her hands. It was because of who she was and what those hands represented. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I was almost crying as you were sharing that. First of all, was it a Publix commercial? Because it should be. You should should be be. contacting (laughs) Publix and pitching that as their next commercial line. Minnie Mom was an amazing woman, Julie. But what was astounding is that she was optimistic about life when so many things told her she shouldn't be. There's definitely um, grit and grace. And as you may or may not know, I am um, literally living this right now. Uh, My life is living proof that you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Your life, like mine, can change in an instant. And so we've got to be women um, of strength who are walking minute by minute. I, I think before my husband died unexpectedly, I probably would have said day by day, but I'm telling you right now it is minute by minute, hour by hour, one step forward, relying on grit and grace. And most importantly, my relationship with God and my relationships with other people to find that I, the strength that I need moment by moment. Yeah, and I think a strong woman does that. She clings to hope, even when times seem hopeless. And sometimes you can walk away and go, okay, I feel like I just want to crawl under my bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but And sometimes you do, and that's okay. And that's okay. <laughs> With a gallon of ice I cream. I knew you were yeah. ice cream, which is why I love you. I know. <laughs> With chocolate chip cookie dough. and Okay, never mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, we still cling to the hope, even when we feel hopeless, because we know we're not going to always feel that way. We are going to find hope and optimism again. And then we're going to go forward. You know, I love to bring a Bible reference in when possible. Um, But Proverbs 31, you may or may not be familiar with um, that passage in the Bible that talks about basically a strong woman. Um, But the Bible actually says a a strong woman laughs um, without fear of the future. And so I think that even this concept of a strong woman being able to bring laughter into um, her life and the lives of others. I mean, there's nothing better than a good laugh. There isn't. I mean, it can literally like... Cleanse your soul for a minute, like to separate from the stress or, you know, the worry of what you might be experiencing to be able to, to do that, to find, there are funny things in every ridiculous circumstance you find yourself in. Absolutely. So, and a strong woman doesn't miss those. No, you bet not. Hmm. So where is our strength coming from? Ah, you know, we, we, uh, we're going back to the selfie world part, aren't we? You know, we have, we're in a world of selfies, but it doesn't come from popularity or notoriety or a number of people who click like platforms or whatever. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It actually comes from the impact you make on the lives around you. 
Yeah. Regardless of the number, right? Yeah. So it's like you can be impacting one, two, three people in your house, your neighborhood, you know, your community, or you may be somebody who has a larger scale impact. Is there, is there depth and not just breadth? Yes. I like that. And in the process of trying to make an impact, we don't say yes, but look at what they did. We don't compare ourselves to others. We don't, we don't expect us to do it perfectly. And we don't say, well, okay, I did this, but you did this. That is such a trap. It is such a a trap. Yeah. The strong woman, it can protect herself from falling into that trap all the time. How does a woman of strength um, face life challenges? We have to go through them, Julie. I know we talk about that several places on the website. Um, we're as much as we would like to avoid life challenges. It's just not possible. It's not. So what we do is we forge ahead. We walk through them, and that's how we gain strength: is by getting to the other side and go, look at what I just did. Look at what I just faced, and here I am. I've still. heard you say uh, that we walk through life challenges, not around them. Yeah. Well, such a good You good can't concept. avoid them, so barrel on through. You're, um, you also, I don't know if you remember this article that you wrote. <laughs> yeah, um, it is sad I don't, but okay. It feels like I'm trying to fangirl you right now, and I <laughs> promise that I'm not. Like, we're so past that. Um, but you wrote one that I'll definitely link to, um, and it's called True Beauty is in a Woman's Strength. And you really do talk about um, the value and the purpose and the strength that comes from walking through and not around our challenges. Um, so many, it just, I can look at my own life and so many of the difficult, downright ugly things that I've been through are the things that have brought me, um, you know, to the other side of them, ready to face the next challenge a little bit stronger. And so I have to be willing to go, to go through those things and to be looking for how it's strengthening me in the process yeah. instead of my head down, disappointed, you know, anxious, depressed. I mean, of course you're going to experience those things throughout life, but to not to be given over to those things, to remain hopeful, um, in the midst. And if you're in the middle of one of those ladies, we're not saying today you're going to be strong. We're not saying that it's going to be an easy road you're getting through. We're saying we believe you can. In fact, we know you can. And we also know that when it's over, um, you're going to be a richer, stronger, more valiant woman. Man, that'll preach right there. All right, so here's the a next point that I want to make sure we get across, and I know you'll agree with. Um, a strong woman, uh, we're talking right here, like, you know, where does our strength come from? And I want to be careful that we're not presenting this idea that my strength comes from myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, I mean, it, it is it is grown and developed through my life circumstances and through the things that I walk through. And yet a strong woman is able to seek outside counsel. Oh, she yes. has other women and men in her life that she knows that she needs to find that people that she can respect and look to and trust to be able to help guide her. Yeah. And, and in addition to that, sometimes we need counseling counseling oh, yes. where, you know, thank you, Dr. Zoe for yes. reminding us of that, that I want you know, to say episode four. Is that right? Oh, Boy, I should we're, have, we're full. I of, should check, but yes. I'm glad you're that the one's late called, girl. Is it time? Yes. <laughs> Since I write the show notes. Yeah. I think it's number four. Is it time for counseling? Um, is it time for therapy? A counselor helps you decide. Yes. No shame in my counseling game. How yeah. many counseling appointments am I going to even in this season? <laughs> I've lost track. <laughs> and it's a good thing because it helps you sort 
sort out where you are and where you want to go. So don't run from it. Seek counsel. Don't think you got to do it on your own. And also even conversely on that side, don't also think that when you are asked by a friend to give counsel, to give advice, remember strong woman that you are not someone else's savior. (laughs) Like you will not be the one to fix someone else. You may be a part of her journey, a part of her story. You may be able to point her to the one who ultimately will be, um, her savior. Yet we, we don't play that ultimate role. We're a part of what, um, may be happening in somebody's life in this season. Yeah. And we do still always have to go back to our faith that we think that there is, we can't be another savior. We believe there is one. Absolutely. And there's something I saw the other day that I really loved, Julie. I don't know if you have seen this or not, but, uh, if I can't be the wire to hold you, I will be the net to catch you when you fall. Ooh, that sounds like something we need to put on our social media. How could you not have told me that quote before? Sorry. Love it. Um, well, kind of wrapping up this segment, um, I think maybe this is your words. I don't know. I asked you and you said you think you wrote it. Um, the strong woman is beautiful because she possesses an inner peace and confidence that creates outer beauty, no matter what the age, shape or size. And isn't that the kind of beauty we want? That is the kind of beauty. And we believe it can be found in every woman. Um, while we're talking quotes, we forgot to mention this one um, that I've seen before, and I think um, just obviously looking and noticing quotes about grace because of being the grit and grace project. Um, but I think this this really comes through the lens of what does a, tr- a truly strong woman look like? Grace that cannot be seen like light and tasted like salt is not grace. And that's J.C. Ryle. And so it's the way we carry ourselves, the way we interact with others, the way we grow through seasons of challenge and difficulty um, that shows the grit and the grace that we have. We believe it's the character and nature of who we are, who we can be, who we will be, and the impact of the world around us. That's what makes it strong. Yeah. And I think that even just kind of, you know, bringing this conversation to a close, I hope that you're not hearing this episode and thinking, well, I don't think that describes me today. And so I just, I'm just not a strong woman. This podcast is for a strong woman and those who want to be. And so, um, we are fully, um, you know, recognizing that we as strong women will always be developing. And, and how do we do that? It's by committing regularly to investing in ourselves. I think there's, um, you've got to give yourself the grace to say, I have these areas where I need to grow and develop. And so I'm, I need to invest in myself. The, the self-care is important. Um, you know, continuing to grow and to um, look for ways to develop in these different areas. I mean, you're not going to just get there overnight, right? No, you're not. And don't expect yourself to. And it it will come in layers. It will come in seasons and it will develop over time. Absolutely. Well, I hope you found these ideas of what a strong woman um, looks like. I I hope that they've been encouraging to you that you um, aren't overwhelmed with uh, the thought that I'm not there yet because, hey, I'm not there yet. Dar, are you there yet? No, uh-uh. I always say I'll be perfect and I'll know everything when I'm dead. <laughs> well, there you go. So we're on this journey to becoming strong women of grit and grace together. We love to end our episodes with a quote. And so I think since you found this one, Dar, you should leave us with Miss Ruby D's words. Mm, do not love this lady. I mean, I do love this lady. The kind of beauty I want is the hard to get kind. The one that comes from within strength courage, and dignity. So apparently, Julie, this was the episode where you officially got introduced to Albert. 
Yeah, I mean, he'd been around for a while, but I didn't know who he was until this episode. So. No, 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 no. He creeped you out till then. <laughs> now think, we're buds. Yeah, now you are. You've become best friends. In fact, you fix his monocle periodically. I know. Sometimes when I'm just feeling a little meh, I just sit and kind of stare at Albert and get all inspired all over again. We'd love to hear what you took away from this episode. Maybe something that you think makes a strong woman. You can send us a DM comment on one of our social media posts or send us an email. We would love to hear your thoughts. So Julie, we just did a quote, right? We just did in the episode that we've just rerun. Do we really have to do another one? Yes. This is the one area where I play boss card. You do. You actually each time go, yes, star, we need one. (laughs) She tries to get out of it every time, guys, but it's okay. I have one unlocked. You don't have to read it this week. Ready? Here we go. I actually pulled it from something we said in the episode that I think we want to walk away remembering. If I can't be the wire to hold you, I'll be the net to catch you when you fall. That's a real strong woman of grit and grace. Be sure to join us next week. We're bringing in relationship expert, Deborah Folletta. She's author of new book, Love in Every Season, and she is sharing four seasons that we all experience in our relationships that keep them healthy and strong. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project. Whether you're listening in Apple, Spotify, or streaming somewhere else, be sure to subscribe and review so you never miss an upcoming episode. You can also share this episode with a friend you think might enjoy living a Grit and Grace life with us or share us in your social media and tag us. Every week we share all the details of what we discussed at our website, gritandgracelife.com. We'll catch you on the next one.